This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Hello, everybody. This is Jack Frew back with episode number 18 of the Laravel News Podcast. In the news this week, kind of a slower week. Um, first of all, you're probably wondering where Eric is. He had some kind of work emergency and couldn't, uh, couldn't make it this week, but he'll be back. Everything's good. Just, uh, you know, the usual kind of stuff that sometimes happens. And of course it always happens on a Friday before a three day weekend, right? That's, uh, that's such as life. Uh, anyway, the newsletter did make it out. Laravel news.com is what, of course, what we're talking about. This is the, uh, news site that Eric started a couple of years back and, uh, has, you know, awesome, awesome source of information. So. If you're not familiar with this podcast, if it's the first time you're listening, we try to go over the news. It's not always a one-to-one ratio of what's in, you know, in print, but uh, try to keep you know, the relevant stuff on the podcast, at least, so that if you're listening to this in the car or wherever you listen to your podcast, you kind of can keep up to date without having to read every last letter of the, the newsletter. So of interest this week, Laravel is it's fast turning, uh, turning five years old. I think that's actually next month, but Taylor had... Uh, retweeted recently the original Laravel release announcement, and I thought it was pretty cool. I looked over it. Uh, it was interesting to me, you know, Laravel is so popular now, and yet, you know, you could see from the beginning some of the undertones of not just the framework, but the community and the attitudes that were communicated. And it was like, here's what I have, and I hope that you'll like it, and I've put some effort into these places, and please let me know your feedback. Uh, it was, you know, it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. So, Definitely worth looking at. Spark, the paid add-in to Laravel that gives you a head start on your SaaS application. Uh, there is a cookbook for Spark that has some tutorials and things like that. And they added a new tutorial on adding custom profile fields this week. So if you're a Spark user, head over to the Spark documentation and check that out. Under tips and tutorials, a couple of things came up from different sites uh, on I think it's antires.com. There was an article called Programmers Are Not Different. They Need Simple UIs. Kind of a, um, not really a tutorial as much as just kind of a commentary on, on things. There were a couple of neat articles on .dev.co about Git from, uh, let me just pull this up here, Wade Armstrong. He wrote one called Git Rebase for Reasonable Developers and Why You're Branching and Merging in Git Wrong. And there were some nice little diagrams and stuff in there too. So pretty handy. I've if you're like me, Git's you know like kind of becoming familiar, but there's certain things in Git to me that are pretty foreign. As far as like, I'm more than comfortable checking in my code. Like, I guess not even that's not even the right word anymore, right? We don't check in code; we push it or whatever. But as long as I'm the only one working on it, great. If I've got a branch and merge and all that stuff, I know Git's supposed to be great at it. Don't have a clue the right way to do it without losing everything I've done. So, uh, a couple of good articles there, I think, are are definitely helpful. Uh, over on over on Scotch.io, John Kariuki, I think. Am I saying that right? He's got an article called Sharing Data Between Views Using Laravel View Composers. A little article about that. Kind of neat. Um, also on .devco, uh, overriding view composer variables in Laravel. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name. G-I-J-S-J-O-R-I-S-S-E-N. I can assume the last name is maybe Jorison. Or it could be Yorison, I guess, right? Uh, shares a quick tip on overriding View Composer variables. So neat stuff there. A couple things on View Composers this week, it looks like. Contract testing. There's an article on uh, Alfred 
is it? Oh man, I, I actually have talked with Alfred before, and I, I don't remember if his name is Nutile or Nutile. It's N-U-T-I-L-E. Uh, anyway, Alfred N-U-T-I-L-E dot info has uh, a little article on that. And let's see. Oh, Laravel 5.3 is kind of coming around the corner. And uh, over on Zando.io, someone wrote an article about uh, multiple migration paths. And the deal here is when you bring in a package that needs to do a migration, then typically what happens is you have to kind of publish that package's assets first and get things over into your migrations folder. And what's coming in 5.3 is the ability to not have to do that anymore. So your, your packages that you import uh, assuming that they've been written so that they're, you know, they they work with this thing, uh, can kind of specify where their migrations should be run from. And as far as I understand from reading this article, it's optional. So that's something to look forward to. Moving over to code and packages, we've got orchestral test bench Laravel unit testing helper. Test bench component is a simple package that is supposed to help you write tests for your Laravel package, especially when there is routing involved. It's over on GitHub. Uh, let's see here. Another article about cascading soft deletes with Laravel. Let's talk about soft deletes for a second for those who don't know what that is. Uh, when you have a database, you have records in a table. Hard deletes mean you actually delete the records. Soft deletes is really not even a function of the database. It's a function of being a clever programmer. What you do is you add a column to the database that says, has this been deleted? Yes or no. And then all of your queries that you write would include a flag that says, you know, the has deleted field should say, no, it has not been deleted. So you, you're kind of segregating your records into two sets, those that are active and those that have been deleted, right? And in Laravel, I think they also add a, a like a deleted on date field as well. So this package shows you how you, or this, I guess it is, it's a package, shows you how you can cascade softly. Now, if you don't know what that means, some of you will, some of you won't. When we have a relational database, what that means is we have a table, you know, let's call it table A has some data and table B has some data. And there's some relationship between the two. Like the common example I always see is like an invoice and then line items. The invoice table, let's call that table A, would have information like the customer's address, the bill to, might have a total charge method, that kind of stuff. The line items table will have individual records for everything the customer ordered, right? So one customer, uh, their invoice might have five line items and another one might have 150 line items, right? Depends on what they, what they order, right? A cascading delete means that when I delete the invoice, I should also be deleting the line items, right? Because those line items only exist to support that invoice. If that invoice isn't there anymore, the line items shouldn't be there anymore. So that's what a cascading delete is. And cascading a soft delete gets a little bit tricky because cascading deletes are something that uh, your database usually can handle through what's called a trigger. Hopefully you guys all know about this, but if you don't, a trigger is something that you can put into your database that says, when this happens, make that happen. And it's triggered based on, for example, a deletion of your invoice table. The database can be smart enough to say, oh, I'm going to go get rid of the line items that match this invoice number, right? Since soft deletes are a programming concept and not a database feature, you need something to go update those other things. Now, I suppose in theory, I guess that could be a trigger as well. You could trigger in your database that when this record changes in such a way, we go update you know, these corresponding records. I mean, that's what this package does. I didn't look at the package too much. I'm just kind of rambling on here about what soft deletes are, so people hopefully know. Anyway, 
Next on the news, rapid Laravel application scaffolding with custom commands. Uh, I'm going to probably say this one wrong here. Amo Chohan shows you how to quickly scaffold out a Laravel app using custom artisan commands. That's over on .dev.co. That, of course, is Eric's kind of generic development website. He's got a lot of stuff on there. I'm pretty impressed. He's, he's getting a lot of, a lot of things there. Okay. Um, Laravel API generator. Marcel... Picot or Picot, it's P-O-C-I-O-T, release new package that will automatically generate API documentation from your existing routes. Hey, that would actually be pretty cool because I don't know about you, but my routes get kind of hairy. Like they're not always super easy. Like I have uh, domain routing that I use. So I use a variable to kind of represent the domain in certain places and things like that. So that actually would be pretty handy. I could, I could see a use for that. Another package, Laravel 5 client for the Genderize IO API. A simple Laravel 5 client for the Genderize IO API. It provides a fluent interface for easy request building. That's over on GitHub. Laravel DocuSign, a Laravel 5 wrapper for the DocuSign REST client. That's interesting. We use uh, DocuSign at work. It's a you know pretty high-end, well, I don't know if high-end is the right word, but it's a, it's a package that we use in a pretty big Fortune 500 company. And then Alt3 Throttle has a request rate limiter middleware for Laravel 5.2. And we talk about this for a second. You know that Laravel has a sign-on limiter. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but when you're logging in, like if you get a bad password, like Laravel now has built-in functionality so that that can only happen to so many, you know, so many times in a minute or two, and then it kind of shuts you down kind of thing. It makes you wait. Uh, what would you use a request limiter for? Well, off the top of my head, I'm thinking about some of these services that are out there where they have a free tier and they limit you to, you know, 10 requests per 10 minutes or something like that. Or, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have a great example off the top of my head, but I'm sure you've seen these little services where if you're using it for free, you only get so many requests, either it's per month or per hour or whatever. That might be a good thing to put on your uh, middleware to avoid like getting your system bogged down by abuse and things like that. So that sums up this week's news. Sorry again that Eric wasn't here. He'll be back the next time. I'm Jack Frew. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. This concludes this episode of the Laravel News Podcast. If you like the show, please rate it five stars on iTunes. If you have feedback for the podcast, please email us at podcast at laravel-news.com. Thanks for listening.